Welcome back to The Author Biz. I'm Stephen Campbell, and this is the show where we deliver the information you need to become the CEO of your author business. Have you ever asked yourself what could happen if you took this author thing seriously? Today's guest is Shane Silvers, an author who asked himself that very question in early 2016. At that point, he'd self-published one book in 2012 and had just published his second. His monthly revenue ranged from barely registering to a couple hundred dollars a month when he asked the question. So Shane spent the first six months of 2016 in what he calls his R&D phase, learning everything he could about what it would take to get his books in front of the right readers. In July, he started putting what he'd learned to work. In August, he released the third book in his Nate Temple series, and sales began to grow, and grow, and grow, and as you'll hear during the interview, Shane went in a fairly short period of time from a few hundred dollars a month in sales to thousands and then tens of thousands in monthly revenue. This interview is that rare combination of how-to and inspiration, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Please hang on after it seems like the interview is over because we kept talking and I turned the recorder back on because Shane was continuing to drop knowledge, including the fascinating story of exactly how he figured out when he could quit his job and go full time as an author. As always, you'll find show notes with links to everything we've talked about at theauthorbiz.com. Hey, thanks so much for subscribing to the podcast. I really appreciate you being out there and, and also telling your author friends about the show. One of the great things about this indie community is the way in which we all share useful information. And I'm always so complimented when I hear that you're recommending the show to other authors who, just like you, are working their butts off to try and build their author business. All right, let's get this one going. The interview kicks off with Shane giving us a short summary of the two series he's currently writing. Yeah, uh, my name's Shane Silvers. I write urban fantasy. I write the Nate Temple series, uh, which is about a billionaire wizard in St. Louis, um, kind of a, a Tony Stark with magic as opposed to uh, the technology of Iron Man. Um, and then I write the Feathers and Fire series, which is about a female wizard in Kansas City, uh, a little bit younger, but she works for the Vatican and she hunts monsters for them. Uh, but she's not really a churchy kind of gal. She uh, was an orphan, and then she kind of got suckered into working for the church uh, in order to learn how to be a wizard. So, Which came first? Uh, Nate Temple. Okay. Yep. And, and so, why did why did you expand? It was successful. Yeah, it was. Nate Temple is very successful. Um, but I wanted to expand. Nate Temple's in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Callie Penrose, which is the other series, uh, she's in Kansas City. And so it's the same universe. They, okay. meet, they meet each other. They work with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of tidbits back and forth. And it was pretty fun to write. Um, you know, Nate Temple is an asshole. He's, he's very uncouth, um, you know, very fun to write, very snarky. And then to have a different female character that's uh, not just a female Nate Temple, but also a wizard, also mm-hmm. very tough and everything, but just a different personality. And then to put them in the same room together um, was always really fun. Okay. So um, I kind of get two different readerships from that. And then the people who really like my writing get to you know, read the Crossover World series. So it's kind of fun. Okay. Um, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. you're doing very well yes. as, as, an, yes. as an author. Um, let's talk about how you started and, and what the process was like yeah. for you to get to this point, because okay. I think people will find that interesting. Yeah. So, so what, wh- why did you decide, were you ever traditionally published? Or? No, uh, no, I wasn't. I approached uh, traditional publishing agents. Um, I approached them in 2011. 
um, was told that my stuff's really good, but it just doesn't fit in their wheelhouse right now because they've got something similar or whatever yeah, excuse you want to use. Yeah. yeah. So um, I obviously got a bunch of rejection letters, which helped thicken my skin. And I decided to self-publish with KDP. And this was in 2011? This was actually 2012 by okay. then because I was getting all those nice okay. rejection so, letters. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to get them all. Yeah, so I decided, well, why not? I'll just give it a shot. Um, published in 2012. Um, you know, I had a couple months where I did maybe you know, 300 bucks or something. Okay. Um, but I didn't market, didn't have a website, no email list. And how many, nothing. how many books at this uh, point? Just you, one, just okay, one, one book. book. Yep. But, and, and one book you're, you're doing $300. I mean, that's yeah. not terrible. Yeah. And so it was pretty cool. Um, but I was going to school full time. I was uh-huh. trying to get a backup job in case writing didn't work. Um, getting married, kids, all that. So it took me a couple of years to publish my second book in the series. Um, 2015, I published that still no marketing, no pushing, just hoping for a millionaire overnight success. When story. in when in 2015? Uh, October, I believe. Okay, so almost yep. 2016. Yes. This yes. story's getting better. Yes. So there was no success. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, it, you know, there was a couple, you know. And you're married three. by now? Yes, you're, married. Okay. So now I'm married. I've got a kid. Um, one kid on the one kid on the way. Um, and I decided, okay, January 2016. I'm sick of treating this like a hobby because mm-hmm. it's paying like a hobby. Yeah. Um, and so uh, for about six months, January to June of 2016, I really jumped into the business side of it. And I was a commercial loan officer. Um, so I started applying all the business tactics that I knew from my corporate life mm-hmm. into this online world um, and how I can make my books actually marketable. You so, know, I, I know a lot of commercial loan ant- uh, loan people, and, and they're not creative. And, no, uh, I'm, not you know, at I'm all. just having a hard time picturing Everyone you doing did. that. Everyone and did. I'm, I'm having a hard time even imagining how you translate that kind of yes. experience into marketing tough. books. It was tough, but I, I think that was that was really the reason that I blew up because the books never changed. I, I had two books out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, my writing was always obviously pretty good. I just didn't know how to get it in front of people. Mm-hmm. And so January through June, uh, no new books, but I really established the foundation of 2016. Okay. Um, I established the foundation of making sure I've got email, new covers, better blurbs, everything. I studied anyone I could find. Okay, no, um, the, let's let's stop here and, mm-hmm. and talk about it a little bit. Of those things that you did, mm-hmm. um, were there were there things that it's like, eh, I don't really want to do this, or so and so is not doing this? How how did you decide what you needed to focus on? Because there's sort of like these core things that we all sort of know that uh-huh. you, you need to have good covers, you need to have good blurbs, you, the writing needs to be good, you need to have an email list. But then you get people like Scott Paul. It's like, eh, screw it. I don't want an email list. Yeah, yeah. There was plenty of things that I didn't really care about. Uh-huh. Um, mainly, I wanted to figure out how to get my books in front of people. Okay. And what turns people on and off when they see something on Amazon. And so covers, blurbs, uh, first chapters, okay. basically. All right. And so um, I really focused on those key aspects. And then on uh, in over two days, I wrote a little novella. Uh, which was a freebie for people signing up to a list just mm-hmm. in case. Okay. Um, and then I started my advertising about July 1st, 2016. Um, and you were still working? At still this working. Time, right? yep, still working as a loan officer. All of 2016. Okay, I got, so two bucks, a novella, mm-hmm, and you're it. starting to spend money marketing. Yep, How yep. much? Uh, it was $5 a day. Okay. So, um, like I said, not, not making a ton of money. I was making a maybe 100 200 bucks a month. Um, and then I started advertising everything, cashed in my 401k for my family, put it all into the website design, covers, everything, just all or nothing. Okay. Um, and then had the novella for free signups mm-hmm. for just to entice people, used free booksy, book sends, any kind of promo service I could find, I used. Um, and within two months, um, I had another book launch, um, about August 1st, I believe, um, uh, book three in the series launch. 
And within two months of starting the advertising, so in September, I was at five figures a month. Um, and then ever since then, it's just exponentially increased. All right. So let, let's go back to the cash in the 401k, mm-hmm. decided to really give this a go. Yep. Um, you're married. Yep. What's your wife saying? She didn't know about it at the time. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she trusted me. Uh, she trusted that my job was paying us well. Uh-huh. Obviously, I was a commercial loan officer. Uh-huh. Get, and get, you're not, you're, you're a young man. Yeah, so it's they, not they like get paid the, pretty well. So yeah. um, it was more of a later investment that we didn't need at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I felt fine doing that. My, mon- okay. my monthly income as a loan officer was fine. So um, I took the risk. Okay, and... And you invested money in websites and things. Mm-hmm. You hired people to yes, do this. You absolutely. didn't decide, I'm going to do it myself. Nope. nope. Same with cover design. Absolutely. Same with, you're this way with everything. Yes. Editors, everything. Yep. You're willing to spend money and absolutely. do it. Okay. So it's Because you have to treat it like a business. Yes. So yes. there's, there's okay. plenty of things that I could invest time in to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I could learn how to do covers, and they'll probably be crappy. Um, but why would I do that? Why wouldn't I hire a professional right. to do the covers, help mm-hmm. me with the blurbs, help, you know, whatever, SEO, website, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I'd rather hire a professional to do those things and get paid professional results. And what did you do with things like keywords, category selection, things like that? Did you go out hire a professional, or no, did no, you, no. I you just teach yourself that? Yeah, okay. I, re- I researched that. Okay. Um, I, that's from January 2016 to June was all research. Okay. Uh, R&D phase is what you could call it, I guess. And so I was researching keywords. I was looking at also bots. I was looking at other authors, uh, what I didn't like, what I did like, and mm-hmm. I had files and files and files of anything that could be helpful. Um, how to do launches, how to talk to street teams, how to get beta teams. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I went all in. Was there any fear that it was um, analysis paralysis kind of thing? No, um, I was a finance guy. Okay. So that, that wasn't a fear for me. I, mean, right. I did that all day, every day anyway. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that wasn't a fear for me, but I didn't sleep very much. Uh-huh. All, all of 2016, I literally got four hours of sleep a night. How, how did you decide what, you know, th- well, let's use the 80-20 rule. What, what was, what's the 80 for you in, in making these decisions? Um, so the Pareto principle is what you're talking about? Yeah. 20% yeah, yeah. of the work gets yeah. 80% of the results. Yeah. Um, so I would say the 20% was getting it in front of people, um, as in it produces 80% of the results. So you need to make that. You know, your taglines, your blurbs, your first chapters, it needs to be gripping. Your plot structure needs to be good where they want to read the next chapter, even if it's three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I was always pretty good at that because nothing changed. Um, my book one and book two, I didn't rework them. I didn't rewrite them. I didn't relaunch them. I just didn't know how to get them in front of anyone back then. Mm-hmm. And so when I started focusing on how to do that part, everything just took off. And what worked best for you to get them in front of people? Um, well, I did a lot of promos um, just to get my name out there with but the, this free, is not with like the free novella. Uh, okay, all right. So okay. I, d- I didn't get a book bub or anything like that, uh-huh. but um, I did advertise uh, free booksy, book sends. Um, those are pretty much the big ones, FKBT. Okay, so how much money were you spending on audience building at that time? Um, for about two months, I spent probably $200 a month on those things. Okay, that's um, not much. So not a lot. Um, not a lot because I didn't want to buy readers. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to get my stuff in front of the right people. And so, um, I didn't, you know, go out and buy email lists or anything like that. But it's interesting that you say, get them in front of the right people. How Mm -hmm. did you, how did you get them in front of the right people? Not the people that aren't going to love your books, but the people that are, is is that just blurbs and things or is it definitely blurbs, definitely blurbs. Um, but I also, like I said, when I was doing the research, I I looked at authors that I thought would match my stuff and Mm -hmm. who definitely wouldn't. Uh, and so I would read these books and read these authors 
and say, okay, well, that, that kind of jives with my writing. And, okay, what are there also bots? Okay, let me look at some of those authors. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me look at the description. Does that match what I've got? Or is mine better, mine worse? Do I need to work on it? So really a lot of the things that we're hearing this weekend are right. 20 books to 50K in mm-hmm. Vegas. Um, just really treating it like a business. And okay. So you get to six-figure, not mm-hmm. six-figure, five-figure months. Yes. And um, what's, what's going through your mind and, and what what's new in the planning stage because suddenly this is real and it's serious. Yeah. And in the planning stage, really nothing's changed. I want to advertise more Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to right, right now I'm primarily Facebook. Uh, I do Amazon ads as well, but I haven't played with BookBub or anything like that yet. Um, And I'm really working on uh, researching the scalability of Facebook ads Mm -hmm. um, because right now I can put a hundred dollars in a day um, and get at least 10 to 20 times results. Um, so if I can find a way to make that a thousand dollars a day invested mm-hmm. in Facebook ads, is it potential to go to 10 to 20,000 a month or a day mm-hmm. in sales? Okay. Um, so I'm very interested in that. All right. Um, so it would be, I have to interrupt you here. It would be criminal of me to not say, what are you doing? How are you doing this? Because you know, it, 10 times the result is yes. that's extraordinary. Um, what are you doing? So I, I, I mean, I don't have a, a specific secret. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at copy. Okay. Um, I, that's what I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time researching Brian Cohen uh, back in that stage when I was looking into everything. Did you see his presentation yeah, yesterday? Yeah, I did. It he was is, fantastic. He's amazing He's hilarious. on stage. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I spent a lot of time thinking about that. And the biggest flaw that most people make is their book descriptions, their ads. It all reads like a query letter for traditional publishing. And mm-hmm. that sucks. That does not help. Uh, readers don't want to read a summary or a synopsis of your book. They, you need to convince them just like a commercial a commercial on tv doesn't tell you how the burger is made it shows you a flashy picture of the burger and Mm -hmm. the cheese melting and steam coming up and that's what you have to do with your advertising and a really attractive person eating the burger yes and it's selling the sizzle not the steak Mm -hmm. and so you have to learn that copy editing or copywriting is completely different than writing a novel and you have to be able to know the hot buttons and the triggers that your readers want to hear about what's exciting to them, what's interesting to them, and how to put that in copy. How important, you, you, apparently this is something that comes natural to you, the, the copy, writing the mm-hmm. copy part, but for someone for whom it's, they would rather write another book than write the Amazon blur. Hire it out. Hire it out. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. If, if you know that you have no ability for copywriting, mm-hmm. hire it out. There's okay. plenty of people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, Brian Cohen, obviously, yeah, does, is, does that for a service. Yes. So. Okay. All right, so you're, you're five figures, but in, in, your, in your own mind, are you thinking, wow, how, how high can this go? Where, where can this go? What can I do beyond advertising? How can I replicate myself to do more and more and more? You know, we're hearing here at the conference, we're hearing a lot of talk about writing with co-writers, mm-hmm. building universes, letting other people write in the universe, things like that. Have mm-hmm. you... I haven't considered any of that okay. um, with other authors, uh-huh. just because I'm, I'm not, I don't play well with others. Mm-hmm. I'm not historically been that kind of person. Okay. Um, so what I've kind of done instead is I've got my own universe with my own two series mm-hmm. that participate with each other. So I've kind of built a universe with me as the only author in just different series within there. So it's not that I would ever be against having someone come in. I mm-hmm. just haven't considered it. Okay. Um, but I will be publishing um, every book. Every every series has a new book every three months at least. Um, so that's every series that's... That I've got. So okay. that's two different series. So every okay. six weeks I'm publishing okay. a book. All right. 
Um, and so is, is this a rigid every six weeks? Like, you know, that on yeah. December 1st, I'm going to have a new yep. book in this series. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And, and I let, I let the readers know. Yep. I let the readers know. And, okay. Uh, I've got everything set up to make that a reality. That's something that came up today. Um, in, in one of the presentations, the idea of letting the reader, readers know absolutely. when it's coming out and then hitting it yep. and, and not disappointing them. Yep. Build anticipation How and does, meet. How does the every six week work? You know, we all hear talk about these cliffs and, you know, the cliffs, you know, for, for, I have somebody talk about a 12 day cliff today, mm-hmm. a 21 day cliff, whatever, whatever the cliff happens to be. It's, it's not six weeks, No, but you're, you're going along for six weeks between books in a series. Do you notice a big drop? No, no, it, that's, that's not why I'm choosing to do it. I, okay. I don't, I've never noticed a cliff. Okay. Uh, for example, most people talk about a 30 day or 90 day where it just plummets. Mm-hmm. I haven't there's not a reason that I chose six weeks. It's not that I know that five weeks is where my cliff is or anything like that. Um, I just, every three months in a, in each series has a new book and that just, I stagger them so that it's alternating every six weeks. Is there a big spike uh, on release day, the first week or so? Of course. And, and okay. So you, you just plan for that and you expect it to go down and then level out and and then it's fine. Yeah. But I'd I'd like that level to keep getting higher and higher. And it is. It it obviously (laughs) is. We were were talking before I was asking you how much money you were making. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask you specifics now, (laughs) but you're, you're doing, you're doing very well. Um, the numbers continue to grow up. You, you told me you expect to make N this year, two N next year. Absolutely. Two N. Yeah. And, how? What are you doing? Is it is is this the scaling up the Facebook ads that no, you're going no. to be able to do that, or uh, write no. more, or just have more books? Yeah, it's it's not. I'm not scaling up. It's not that I'm. I, I want to test that, uh-huh. but that's not part of my plan. Okay. Uh, my plan is literally just based on my history. Um, you know, I want to be an author. That's my goal is to hit a million next year. Okay. Um, I think I'll blow well past. You know, that. people can work backwards and figure things out yes. now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, because these, these kind of conversations help motivate me yes. when I was, I know some people it frustrates and, but just understand you guys, you, you hear the sales that I'm doing now and that's great. But the first part of the conversation was I was doing $10 a month for years, mm-hmm. um, and $30 a month and I'd have a $300 a month every now and then, but that's it. So if you can set yourself up and find the right readers, find the right fan base, um, and some people do this by writing to market. They literally go mm-hmm. and look for the market first and that's fine. I, I didn't do that. I just wrote what I wanted to read myself mm-hmm. and then realized that a lot of people like to read that too. Um, but just no matter what level you're at, um, if you have the drive and the understanding that you don't know how to do everything, that you should hire some things out, then you can hit any plateau you want. You can make whatever kind of money you want. So you start, let's let's go back to 2016 because I want to get all this right in my mind. It's like the novella was like mid-year, a little before mid-year. Yeah, it was, I think it was June 20th, something like and that. And then was the third book and... It was the third book was, uh, I'd have to double check. But but I mean, it was the third book that came out after that. And we are 15, 16 months from there. How many books do you have now? So right now there's 10. I've got one that's coming out. uh, Book eight in Nate Temple series is coming out December 1st. Okay. And then book three in the, excuse me, book three in the Feathers and Fire series uh, about the Kansas City Wizard is coming Mm -hmm. out January 15th. Okay. And And then. How do you communicate with your users? Uh, Facebook Re- users, groups. Readers, sorry. Uh, I've got an email list, and I've also got a very active Facebook group um, that I'm always participating in there. I'm always talking to them, uh, mm-hmm. asking questions, responding to emails. How important is that? Vital. Okay. How much time Absolutely do you spend vital. doing that? Um, quite a bit. Okay. Uh, quite a bit. So... Do you see other authors doing that? Not as much as they should. Yeah. I, I, I see the same thing myself. And, and the amount of time it would take for someone at your level to mm-hmm. interact with all of the readers is enormous. It's a lot. But the willingness to do it and the willingness to do it 
consistently yeah. over time. So do you just set aside a certain amount of time to do this every day? Um, I try to hop in, uh, you know, once every couple hours I'll hop in and just do a quick update, respond to messages. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes I'm posting things and asking for their opinions and, Hey, what's your favorite character? What did you not like about this character? Okay. What's your favorite line? I'm, I'm always getting marketing or uh, market data from them okay. to see what I'm doing, right? What they don't like, what they do like, um, and really what they want out of the group. Is it a group yeah. rather than a page? Yes. Okay. And do you recommend that other people do that? Yeah, if, if you're going to be active and if you've, if you've got enough to talk to them about. Um, so the Facebook group isn't about just you know pimping and promoting yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's really a second home for your characters. Okay. So these readers love your characters, hopefully. If you were starting today, if you, if you were doing this over today... And you'd written the two books, and you're you know you're making three hundred dollars every every so often in a month. Would you do a page, or would you do a group, or would you do both? Um, I would, well, I've got both. Okay, but I would do a page. You, would, I, do, I would, you would do the page first. I would do a page first, just because it's uh, it's more the professional side. Mm -hmm. um, the group is more for the people who really want to interact, okay. on a, not just with you, but with each other. Yes. Um, uh -huh. So that's the key part of that. Is that a page is more for updates, events, mm -hmm. releases, things like that. Uh, the group is kind of the after party. Okay. And and do you get a lot more interaction on posts in the group? Yeah, I mean it's pretty even. But yeah, the group oh, is really? the group is okay. its own beast. Yeah, okay. the group is nonstop. Uh, do you um, mind sharing numbers of like your yeah. Facebook page, Facebook group? Yeah, I think the Facebook page, uh, my author page has about 6,000 okay. likes, I think. Um, and then my Facebook group has uh, I think 150 people joined it in the last week, but it's right now it's pretty close to 1,900. That's amazing. Yeah. How do you let them know that there's a group? Um, well, uh, anytime that someone asks, obviously in my emails, uh -huh. I'm saying, hey, if, if, if you're a nerd, if you love talking to other nerds, mm -hmm. you love the books, you love the sarcastic humor, um, there's a place for you. And that's the nice. Facebook that, that's, group. That's good copy. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you can find people just as twisted as you, uh -huh. and you can talk to them. Okay. It's not just about my characters, but you can find your own friends here. When you, I'm sure you do a lot of tracking of everything. What's mm -hmm. most effective for you in announcing a new book? Is it the email list, Facebook group, Facebook page? I, mean, I do everything. Um, absolutely. Anything, any way that I can get my book in front of any kind of website, any kind of platform. So I do email, I'll do Facebook group, Facebook mm -hmm. page, personal Facebook. What works best though? Um, man. It's, it's pretty even. Um, I would say Facebook is huge. Facebook is my number one uh, with all its various arms, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's group, page. Um, but the group is definitely fantastic. I mean, they are super fans. Um, they really love pushing the books and sharing it with their friends. Um, I'm, I'm regularly doing giveaways and bonus content. And there's times that uh, whenever it's a new launch, I'll, I'll always have a contest of some kind. Um, and, for example, someone who shares the post for the new book the most, mm -hmm. um, whoever gets the most clicks on that out of all the members that participate, um, they could win a cameo spot in the next book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So I've, yes. I've actually got four or five of my fans that are in my books now. Really? Uh, yeah. And they love it. Uh -huh. Absolutely love it. So do you track, are, are you using some technique, um, affiliate links or something to track where things are coming from? Yeah, uh, for for the most part, as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it's kind of hard to do that with Amazon. Yeah. Um, I've got the, obviously, Facebook Pixel, things like that, but I don't have an affiliate account for Amazon. Um, I, I just never really found that much success with it, and I live in Missouri, okay. uh -huh. where it was never allowed anyway, oh, up okay. until recently, because uh -huh. uh, of the Nexus law. So they didn't let 
Missouri participants use or Missouri residents use uh, Amazon affiliate IDs. So I didn't have that option. Um, but yeah, I try any kind of Facebook tracking pixel audience insights mm-hmm. on my Facebook pages and my Facebook groups. Um, and I, I just look for readers. I'm always looking for readers. How, what's define bonus content? Cause I've got a pretty good idea of what you're saying, but not everybody might. Yeah. So bonus content, you mean for the prizes and yes. things like that? Yeah. Or, um, or, or just things that you're using for, for marketing or, or just yeah. in general, what kind yeah. of bonus so, material you provide? Um, there could be, um, there could be posters, you know, signed posters, okay. book covers, uh-huh. um, signed books, um, signed paperbacks, signed hardbacks. They could get a cameo spot mm-hmm. in one of the books. Um, I really change it up. It could be merchandise. I could give them a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first 10 people to do X, Y, Z, or, you know, get your friends to buy the book or, and that's another thing is you have to be very careful that you're not making a, a contest. Yes. That yeah. you're not making a contest that's, Hey, buy my book and you get mm-hmm. an, an entrant or entry into the drawing. And why not? You cannot do that. There's all sorts of rules with Amazon about that. Mm -hmm. So um, you can't do that for reviews. You can't do that for anything. Even with your beta team, you Mm -hmm. can't say, hey, I'll give you a free copy of my book. I just need you to review it. You can't even, you have to be very careful with how you do all that. And so I ask them for reviews. Mm -hmm. And, but more importantly, I ask for their honest feedback on the beta team. So a few years ago, there was a lot of talk about street teams mm-hmm. and now you use the term beta team yeah um, do you is is the street team just kind of a thing of the past and I you think know it's it, like I beta it's readers just, now yeah. and, they, and that they just they want to promote the book because they love the books and, yeah. and they love you so and, yeah the street team is kind of like the super fans that really just mm-hmm. they love it and they breathe it and mm-hmm. they they're the most active in the groups so i think i don't think street team is dead i don't think the term is dead i think a lot of people just have a beta team mm-hmm. and then they have their super fans or whatever they want to call it. How but, do you manage your beta team? Um, through email. And then I've got a separate, excuse me, separate Facebook group. Okay. And just for them. And how so, many, how many people? 250. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So they, they get early cover reveals. They get early teaser chapters. Uh-huh. Um, they obviously get the book ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have their own special contests uh, during the launch. Are they providing you feedback, like oh, beta yeah. reader feedback during oh, this yeah. process? How do you manage 250 people it's giving you feedback? Very complicated. Do it's you do time. it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't have a PA. I need, okay. a, I need a PA. If anyone knows, <laughs> please contact I'll me. I'll have his email address in the yeah. show notes. I need a PA. Um, but no, I've been doing all that myself. Um, through Google Docs, um, services like that. There's also a couple online services that I don't know if I'm allowed to mention yet uh, that are coming down the line. Um, Not allowed to mention as in coming online and and you're you're confidential. Yeah, and it's not that I use them right now. It's just there's a couple services that are coming down the pipeline that are really going to make a big difference to a lot of authors. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really going to consolidate some of their efforts, save them time, uh, less login information where they can do everything in one place. Okay. Um, arc teams, beta teams, um, trackable links, Twitter, all sorts of stuff. That's all going to be in one place. Okay. So, um, I'm sure I'll post about that when I know I'm allowed to. Okay. And, and when do you think that's going to be? Um, I would say probably by December. Okay. They reached so, out to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. It's, it's very good. It. I you're love like, it. Yeah. It's like fantastic. Really excited about yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to go back to managing 250 beta yes. readers because I, I can't even imagine it. it. Do you have a process by which, I mean, you mentioned Google Docs. Is there uh-huh. like a Google Doc where they can see 27 other people have already reported this? I yes. don't need to. to. To some extent, Google Doc doesn't allow you to do that unless you've already submitted your responses. So okay. it, it kind of defeats the purpose. But that's where this new software that I was telling you okay. about, it's not even software, it's just a website. Mm-hmm. Um, but this new website will come in where it is a portal 
that um, you just click which chapter you're on and then it'll pull up all the comments that people have had with that chapter. Okay. And whether the nice. author has already fixed it, nice. he can click resolved. Mm-hmm. And so everyone knows, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's already resolved. All right. Um, and they can talk to each other right there. But basically right now, since I can't do that, um, I use the Facebook group. So I'll have the Google Doc up there for them to go ahead and put their comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I beg them not to email me or message me their comments because then you've got 250 private messenger comments or mm-hmm. emails that uh, get crazy. So I, I have them all do the Google Doc. And does it then, work? Do yeah. they not? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll get a couple, but okay. not 250. So mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> um, but mainly the page, uh, or sorry, the group, the Facebook group uh-huh. that's just for them. And, uh, and what's, what's the time frame for you from releasing it to the beta group to mm-hmm. you're done Two with weeks. the published base? Okay. Yeah, so um, that's what I try for. Some mm-hmm. of the most recent ones have been a week and a half or a week. Um, but I typically aim for two weeks ahead of launch. Okay. Um, that they read it, review it. They typically read it within a couple of days uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my comments. I make my changes, have the editor do one last pass through, and then it's published. So, and that's when the marketing starts. So, and at what point do you, is, is there a plan? Like, do you have a plan for the December book now? A oh, yeah. Plan? That's already or, in place. Or is, is, is your plan a rinse and repeat kind of thing? Or um, is it pretty is much it unique? Um, no, it's pretty much. Um, it's, it's not, it, it's a lot of pieces. I mean, that would, that would take up a, uh, interview in itself, but, um, it's a hodgepodge of all sorts of things that okay. I've picked up from different authors that I've seen them do that work. And then I've heard that, you know, things don't work. So I remove that from my list, but, um, but yeah, there, there's cover reveals. Like I just, within the last week, um, did a cover reveal for the new one that's coming out. Um, and it's already got like I don't know, 400 comments or something like that. Really? Uh, yeah. So it's, so yeah, it's just, I really try to build the hype up uh-huh. and then I'll do the teaser pretty soon. I'll do the, um, the blurb, the mm-hmm. copy the tagline and then I'll do the actual blurb um, and then I'll have a teaser chapter to post it in the group. Okay. And so I just kind of every week, every couple of days so I'm drip, doing drip, something drip. new. Drip, yeah. drip, drip. Yep. All right. And, and do you have like a spreadsheet that's got oh, all this yeah. laid out? And oh, you yeah. just, all right, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, we were talking about audiobooks on yeah. the way here. Mm-hmm. You are getting ready to go with audio. You've selected yep. a couple different narrators yeah. Yeah. and uh, walk us through that process because you're, you're not doing revenue share. You want to, you yes. want to own, you exactly. want to own it, make the money yourself. Yeah. So, um, I won't, I won't name any company names, but, um, when I first, um, got approached for audiobooks, I didn't really know what I was doing. Big surprise. Um, I knew eBooks and that was about <laughs> it. So, uh, I ended up working, uh, with the company that I did royalty share and it, it was okay. It worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was through ACX. And then I was approached by a company that really helped, uh, kind of just take it out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also royalty share because I wasn't making money then. Um, and I just, I was just glad to have an audiobook made. Yes. So the only problem with that is within 30 days of signing that contract, I was starting to make significant money. And so kind of kicking myself in the foot that I should have just paid for it up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they, they're, they're great. Their company's great. They do a great job, great narrators. The only issue that I had was they did book two through five of my, of my Nate Temple series. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only problem was the reporting is so delayed that it doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's common. That's common with a lot of these companies is that you find out three months after the fact how many sales you had. And so that kills any advertising campaigns that you can do because you don't know how effective they are. And so now, um, obviously, those books are still in effect with the previous arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um, but on future books, I've already hired a narrator. I'm doing it all myself, paying up front, no, mm-hmm. no royalty share. Um, that way I can track sales and I can 
even though I can't, even though there's a gap of a couple books that I can't see, mm-hmm. I can see book one and I can see book six, yeah. how they're doing. So I should be able to kind of judge how well it's going. Do you have a sense of how you're going to market these? No. Okay. Not at all. It's, um, it's, I'm it's, very interested. It's an adventure. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a question that I'm going to ask everybody that yeah. I talk to that does, that does audio because yeah. it seems like sell more books. Yeah. Sell more books, you're going to sell more audio. Yeah, and that's kind of my experience is that the books have, the audiobooks have done very well as my ebooks increase. Yes. Um, Do you have any sense of the ratio? Um, I don't because I can't see. Because you don't get, you don't exactly. have data. Yeah. So I don't have an accurate mm-hmm. judgment. Okay. So but you will. I will. will have I will now. Yeah. yeah. All right. And how much are you spending for audiobooks? How much each for each book? Um, uh, so just rough, you know, yeah, ballpark. Yeah. yeah. So um, the three fifty per hour okay. was for per finished hour was for the Nate Temple series. And that's totally finished. It's ready to upload to. Uh, yeah. ACX. Well, it's, it's it's in process. They're producing it right now. No, I no. What I mean is that's the price for everything. Yes. It's out soup to nuts. Yes. Okay. Yes. Everything. Okay. Other than some of the things, the post. Uh, production that you talked might be might be mm-hmm. valuable. Okay, um, but for the narrator, okay, three hundred and fifty per hour, and that's that's a top tier narrator yeah. that you're you're talking yeah. about. That's a, that's a good price for a top tier yeah, narrator. He's fantastic. Yes. And then with my new series, the Feathers and Fire series, I uh-huh. hired a, a hot shot, um, a hot shot narrator for more than that. So okay. she, she's worth it. Yeah, but it's yeah. going to be exciting yes. to, to see how the books do. Yes. All right. What should I have asked you that I didn't ask? Because this is <laughs> this has been fantastic. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm open for uh, I'm open for any questions. Um, I think I've answered quite a bit. That you have. About, you have. I mean, I know there's always going to be more questions, but feel free to hit me up on. I'm always in the twenty books group. Um, I always answer messages. I okay. always you know Facebook, whether it's through my page or my personal. I is that those. the best place to, to connect with you, or is yeah. there a website? Or um, my email is probably best. Okay. If, you, if you're looking um, for, especially if you're a PA and you're looking yeah, for work, uh, then, yes, then definitely yes. email. shoot me an email. Yes, uh-huh. info at shanesilvers.com. <laughs> or just go to my website. You, you'll see at the bottom it says contact me. Um, but yeah, I definitely need a PA. I need and, someone and, to help me. We already know he's willing to spend money yes, to, to get yes, people to, uh, yes, to do absolutely. the things that he's not good at. <laughs> Shane, thanks so much for being absolutely. here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. As I mentioned, uh, Shane and I continued to talk after I stopped recording. And when I realized that that what he was saying was so valuable, we turned the recorder back on. I gave a quick summary of what we'd been talking about. And then we were off again for another few minutes. So here's that latter part of the interview. We were, we were just talking. We'd, we'd finished up and, and we were just chatting about – it came up with, with the idea of talking about – people like Michael Anderley that are very open about their numbers and, and Shane's very open about what, what he's been doing and the importance of, for other authors to see these stories and to be inspired by them and to not, not feel like I can't do it. And we were talking about how at every level along the way, whether it's the person who's making a million dollars a year, half a million dollars a year, $100,000 a year, $25,000 a year, $1,000 a month. The person making $1,000 a month is a hero Absolutely. to most indie authors, and they just want to get to that point. There are all these different levels. And I mean, you, you were just kind of talking about your experience yeah. with this and, and your thought process yeah, and you decided so, to turn this back on. Yeah, so when I was, when I was not doing that great, I, I always looked at, okay, how much do I make in my job, my, my regular full-time job? And, uh, and I calculated that down to a daily rate, or sorry, an hourly rate, mm-hmm. For eight hours or for 24 hours a day, how much do I need to make per hour to get out of this place? And so I calculated my annual salary and I divided it by uh, 24 hours in a day and I just came up with an hourly rate. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that if I could make $208 an hour, or sorry, 
$208 a day that I would know, okay, I broke even. I can get out of my job. I'm making the same amount of money there. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I shot well past that. And so that was pretty cool because that, that helped me put it in perspective where I could look at my Amazon reports while I was at work, you know, mm-hmm. at lunch. And I could say, okay, well, I'm almost, I'm almost there. I'm getting so close. And it gave me a daily goal. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to trying to say, okay, I have to make $10,000 this month or whatever crazy goal that doesn't sound like a real number to you because it's so far away. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a daily goal. And once I hit that daily goal, I knew that I was at the point that I could walk into my boss's office and say, shove it. Um, and I was able to do that on my birthday, April Fool's Day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so And I mean, you're, a, you're a former financial analyst. Yeah. You, you, you probably didn't say, okay, I'm making X. I'm dividing that by 365. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you, did you throw in the taxes and no, benefits no, and no, everything? No, just gross. You I looked, took the I looked easy at way gross. out. Yep, okay, I looked just, at gross. I could have, uh-huh. but I just I didn't want to make it complicated. So I just looked at my gross salary, uh-huh. and then I looked at what that would be per day. Um, and... Because you're going to get taxed, whether it's business or right. salary. So I just figured, okay, I'll look at it gross. Um, but the cool part was is that I was able to walk into my boss's office and say, it's 8 a.m. I'm supposed to be working right now. I've already made four times what I would have made by staying all day, and it's 7 in the morning. And they, you know, they're bankers, uh-huh. so they're not very open-minded about things. And they said, this is from that book thing you do? And I said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> that nerdy little thing that you guys tease me about. Yeah, that. That, that thing. Yeah, um, it's working out okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was that was kind of a daily thing that I could look at. Like, okay, I need two hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually two hundred eight, but I need two hundred eight dollars a day to break even, and so I'd be at seventy dollars a day, and I'd say, man, I'm getting there. I'm, that's actually really good. Okay. Yeah. And so then, then it's just a very yes, measurable thing. Yes. It's not like going from. It's not going to, t- as you said, $10,000 yeah, a not, month. You're not looking I, at I need a, another $130 yes, a day. I can do $130 more in sales a day. How yeah. do I do that? Okay. And so it was a daily accountability that doesn't depress you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't frustrate you. It doesn't shock you. You can look at it and say, okay, well, it's only $100 more a day. That's like you know, 20 copies or you know, whatever it is. Right. And so it puts it in bite-sized chunks. All right. What, what did you do? This is what I should have asked you before. What did you do in terms of business structure? Or do you have a business structure? Uh, yeah, I did an LLC. Okay. Fi- filing is an S-corp. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. And did you do that like way back in the day no, when you were no, making no. $300 a month? No, or? I started that the second I realized I was making real money. Okay. And what, so, do, you, what do you do to protect your IP? Are you copywriting, um, doing yeah, all that stuff? Because yeah, yeah. that's been a topic of conversation yes, here during the um, show. I definitely i am I'm working on copywriting. I haven't been as perfect as I should have been as I found out this weekend um, yeah. with the IP lawyer that was here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got copyrights in place now, but, um, but there's definitely some things to learn, and I think that indies really need to focus on um, the traditional world of publishing, you have someone that does all of this for you. Since we're kind of Wild West cowboys, we mm-hmm. need to kind of learn from them in that regard um, how to cover our bases and yes. be, and be a, more professional. Yet another instance to go find a professional yes. to help you with this Absolutely. rather than trying to learn how to do Absolutely. it on your own. Absolutely. So, all right. Yeah. I'm glad we turned the recorder back yeah, on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>